And we're live from Danny's Bar and Grill in KCK for the next 60 minutes. This and every Monday from 6 to 7 right here on your football station, 610 Sports Radio. It is the Therese Paler Show. We're on the show, Hughley, Josh Fernier, and the one and only Therese Paler, who joins us from the road tonight. Therese, you were in the building last night. Where do we find you tonight? I'm in uh, sunny Miami, working on assignment mm. for Yahoo. So, um, quick turnaround, though. But it's good times, man. A lot of fun. I bet it is. You're in Miami. <laughs> <laughs> it's forty. It's hey, currently it's me, forty-three. Baby. It's currently forty-three right now, and you're in sunny Miami. Oh, that laugh! And I know when he does that particular laugh is when he's getting under my skin with the sunny <laughs> temperature it's in Miami. and the sea temperature's eighty-three. So. Uh, I'm not going to lie. It's nice down here, my friend. Therese, did we learn more about the Patriots or the Chiefs in last night's 43-40 New England Patriot victory? I, I mean, I mean, I felt like we kind of knew who the Patriots were. Like, there was no doubt they were going to have the ability to beat the Chiefs. Um, what we didn't know was how the kid was going to respond to being in a very difficult place to, to win for a road team. You know, anytime you go into the place where the phones don't work, um, you know, it's going to be tough to win. And that's a joke I like to make because at Gillette, when I get there, like my phone stops working until you get within, like, the confines of the stadium for some reason. It's very strange. Um, and I, it's just a tough place to play, man. It just is. And, you know, I, I thought that the first half from Mahomes was rough. He missed wide-open guys. He had those interceptions. But – the things you heard his teammates say about his calm and poison at halftime and the way he responded, man, like I understand that Chiefs fans are like upset about the loss, but I think it's hard to feel anything but encouraged about like this team's future with this guy at the helm. No, I mean his I mean it was a tale of two halves, but I I, I think it's it's I think it's just all about how you how you judge him. Right, like, and 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 I judge him as a guy who I still think people have gotten out of whack with how they perceive him to be, and I think if you judge him as a kid who is playing elite right now, but is not elite yet, that's a difference. Playing elite right now, this is the seventh game of the season. That to me was not surprising. He saw some things that he'd never seen before. Belichick is the best in the business, the best of all time in terms of game plan. And, yeah, I'm impressed by his second half, but I don't think any of the performance is really shocking. Like, I think we're starting to see, okay, this is a guy who's been receptive when he makes mistakes to say, hey, man, some of those throws that I, I, I tried to make, I think this was like one of the first times we saw him go, as I like to say, Texas Tech uh, in a game huh. where he started trying, huh. to make some, trying to make some throws. But I mean, I, I, I like I don't think anything was unexpected if you grade him to what he is—a guy who's making a seventh start. Oh, from that point of view, I mean, I guess I get that point. Um, you know, but but again, he's made seven starts in his career, so like literally all of this is new. Like all of this is fun. Like getting a chance to see how he responds to everything is kind of new to us because we just don't know. Even though his first six games were awesome, right? I mean, you just. You know, does he get worn down in the middle of the season? We don't know that yet, right? Um, you know, what happens when he starts, like, if, what happens when he gets his first, like, really, really, really big hit? Like the, the one where he's shaky when he gets up. 
how did you respond to that? I mean, I just think there's so much new that's happening. It's all kind of interesting and all kind of fun. So we're just going to have to see how it goes. You know, I think, um, you know, there's a lot of reasons to be optimistic, though. And kind of surprised that I saw, like, some Chiefs fans, like, frustrated or annoyed about that loss. Like, that was a that, – that, that football game was, like, a lot of fun to watch. And you went into that place with a second-year quarterback making a seventh start and a defense that's not good. And you you like you almost like you should have you could have won. Um, like it, it's all it's all chill, you know. It, it's all you know. It, it's gonna be good times from here on out. But this is part of that building process to get into an elite level. And, and Therese, you mentioned it. You know, let let's see what the kid does when he takes his first real hit in an NFL game. Man, I feel like we're six games in, and and that's all that's left. That and a postseason game, you know, let's see how he performs under that spotlight. Man, six or seven tests into the career of Patrick Mahomes, and we've had every question, for the most part, answered with a resounding yes or with a thumbs up that we're sitting here wondering, well, what's he going to do when he gets hit? I mean, that that to me is reflective of a kid that is answering everything and answering it in a fashion that we haven't seen many, if any, in the past decade. Uh, answer it with such a resounding yes. <laughs> um, I feel like there was shade. I'm not going to lie to you. I mean, Vern is out here playing. I feel like there was a little shade he threw to you about that, that the, the hit test. I don't know. I mean, I, I just I sit back. I mean, hey, he can throw shade if he wants. I mean, I'm, I'm out here. Like, so, I'm, you know, I'm willing to accept that shade. That's fine. I was out here. I was at the game, you know. I was in the locker room, um, you know. Y'all can throw whatever you want. I'm good with that. Nobody's I'm throwing gonna, any um, shade. I, Show's I, I just, just, you know how that, show uh, is. Show's like always trying to put us against no, each no, other. No, no, I think it's great. No, it's fine. Like y'all, it's, it's okay. I, I think that, you know, in general, like there, there's reasons for optimism and there's reasons you could be negative if you wanted to about the guy. But I mean, Chiefs fans has kind of just been in this, you know, desert of quarterback play for a long time. And he's just so much fun to watch. And I'll tell you what's fun, like watching like other fans kind of like slowly realize, oh, this guy is like really fun to watch. Like, you know, I've had like Patriot fans kind of tweet at me like, yeah, this guy's going to be good. But this guy's already good. Like, Kansas City should be thrilled. Um, and I think Chiefs fans should just revel in that. So after this game in Foxborough, and yet the Chiefs still have the best record in the AFC, um, who should feel best when and if they meet again in January? I think the Chiefs are ascending, right? And I think that I don't. Here, put it this way: wherever that game is in January, they're not going to be scared. They're not going to be scared of these guys. Like they they stared at those guys and they absorbed their punch, and like they almost won. Specifically, Mahomes. I don't know if they're ready to win that game against Brady and Belichick in the playoffs yet, but it's going to be close. And let me tell you something, the Patriots would be, I mean, scare is not the right word, but they will be respectful of his creativity and playmaking. That much I can tell you, because, again, I was in that locker room, just like the Jaguars the week before. Those guys know what the Chiefs have at quarterback, and it's rare. And it's something to be dealt with for the next several years. No, I, I I I agree, and I think I think the Chiefs did take a lot of it, but 
I think that's the part of it. I was nervous about this. My take early in the week was, man, I I just assumed that the first time they play the Patriots is in the playoffs because there's something about seeing that speed and seeing Mahomes for the first time live. And I felt like, you know, Belichick now gets time to game plan for him and now has actually been on the field and played with them. Um, like, you know, Belichick, the, the game plan that he had for the Chiefs this time could mm-hmm. be completely different. It could be nothing that we've seen mm-hmm. in this game if they play again. So, mm-hmm. like, my that is my only small concern on that part is, like, Belichick's mm-hmm. actually been on the field with him now, and I'm a bit I'm, – I'm wondering now is that a big advantage for him to have actually been able to see him firsthand? Hmm. I think it's going to help Belichick for sure. But it's going to help both teams that have, like, the tape, right? Um, the, the the bottom line is that you're going to see some of that same stuff in the playoffs. There's no doubt they'll have some twists. They'll have some tweaks to, like, what they do. But you're going to see some of that same stuff, like the stuff where the inside linebacker kind of, kind of sticks near the trash in the middle of the field at the line of scrimmage, then pops it back out on the hot read. Like, you're going to see that again. And you're going to see that this week against the the Bengals. And you're going to see it every week until Mahomes, like, masters that. Like, I told you that's how that was going to go. You know, that's an example of one thing you're going to keep seeing. Um, I mean, look, I'm not – here's the thing. When you face Belichick in the playoffs, it is a different deal. Belichick and Brady in January, especially in that cold place where phones don't work, it's a different deal. It just is. It's a different deal. No matter what, they were going to show you some things in that game. They're going to show you things in that game that you haven't seen. Um, I just think that if you're the Chiefs, the way that Mahomes dealt with it this time is really um, encouraging him so that he can stay mentally tough and absorb the blows and keep, keep slinging the rock, what they need him to do. I mean, they were it's not like they weren't trying. Like that touchdown to Ty Hill in the fourth quarter, like, that, like what are they supposed to do against that? The Patriots call one of their best coverages. They can't do anything against that. That's what I'm saying. Like, you know, at some point, it is about Jimmys and Joes and not X's and O's. They don't have anyone that can run with Tyreek Hill. You know, the Chiefs have weapons that they just, like, no team can match up with when they're all healthy. It just is what it is. Um, So, look, it's going to help Belichick, sure. But if those guys are playing at their peak and Andy schemed them up right and they don't make mistakes, it's going to be hard for the Patriots to win. We're live from Danny's Bar and Grill in KCK. Coming up, we will head around the NFL, look at the other real contenders in the AFC, and Therese will explain what the Oakland Raiders have in common with franchise mode in Madden. All of that coming up next. Mm. The Therese Paler Show, presented by Bud Light, official beer sponsor of the Kansas City Chiefs. Back inside Danny's Bar and Grill in KCK, it is the Therese Paler Show presented by Bud Light, official beer sponsor of the Kansas City Chiefs. Ron the Show Hughley, Josh Vernier, Therese Paler, live from Miami. Mm. Yahoo Sports senior NFL writer. Let's take a look around the NFL. Um, Therese, up next for the Chiefs, the Cincinnati Bengals. Are you putting them in that real contender category in the AFC? I don't think I know about 
them yet. I don't know if I feel like they're like a real contender, but I think this is a good football team, and I think there's a chance they win the AFC North. I do. Um, you know, Pittsburgh's a bit of a mess. They barely beat Cincinnati on Sunday. Let me tell you something, okay? If the Chiefs have a down – if the Chiefs are down if, – if they got up for that New England game and because of the loss they don't play as hard or they're not yeah. as focused, Cincinnati will come in here and beat them. They can do it. Their offense is very dynamic. Um, you talk about a team that can take advantage of a weak defense. Mm. This is Cincinnati. They can do that. Joe Mixon is a good running back, okay? Um, they, he could run for a buck fifty on this defense. Um, they have three really good receivers. They can all run. Um, well, two really good ones, and then like a really fast guy in John Ross. But Tyler Boyd is going to be a problem. Like everybody knows about AJ Green, and no one's really going to cover him, right? But Tyler Boyd is a good player, and guess what? He's on the contract season. So I, I think that the Bengals' offensive line is also improved and playing better than they did a year ago. So this is a group that'll go downfield. They get chunk plays with these. They can put up a lot of points. We're looking at another shootout at Arrowhead. And by the way, Cincinnati's defense is better than yours. So if the Chiefs want to win this game, they're going to have to bring it. There can't be a letdown at all. There can't be. Um, I think the fact that it's a night game helps. I think the fact that it's been flexed helps. I think that's something that, you know, it's hard not to – it's hard to no-show <laughs> a night game. You know what I mean? Um, mm-hmm. But, hey, just getting Chiefs fans ready. Like, this is a real team. Like, they're going to have to play well to beat these guys. And, by the way, yeah. they just came off that loss to, to Pittsburgh. They probably feel disrespected. Cincinnati could earn a lot of people's respect by coming here and winning this game. So, hey, I think it's going to be a fight. I really do. I, you know, it, it's a weird position because I, you you look at this team, and I don't know where Tyler Boyd came from, but he was getting busy, uh, especially yesterday. Yeah. And we know about Carlos Dunlop, who's really really good, and Geno Atkins is maybe the maybe one of the top five at his position. I mean, that, that's a that that's a good team, but for some reason, like Marvin Lewis, Andy Reid, and then. I just don't see how the Chiefs lose. I don't. I like. I feel that much in, in the coaching advantage, oh and I God, Marvin's really? a good, good. I do. I think Marvin's is uh, Marvin's a good coach. I I do. I just I don't see. I feel like there is a big coaching <laughs> advantage there with Andy and Marvin, and then I feel like it's a lot of the times when the Chiefs had Alex Smith with their quarterback, and I think the way Mahomes is pe- playing, even with the things that you talked about and pointed out when you look at this team. I, I think they're a good team, and yes, they're capable of beating the Chiefs. But I, I, I just, I don't trust the Bengals either. I respect that. I get that. I understand why you wouldn't trust the Bengals. I get it. Um, but remember, like the Bengals beat you up like two years ago or three years ago. Whatever, when was it? Whenever that was, maybe yeah, that, was three yeah. years ago when they started one and five. Like I watched that game. They were out coast and out playing. Like, the, 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 like, I remember that game. They beat the Chiefs up badly. So maybe it's just the fact that I remember that game. But I remember thinking, oh, my God, people are going to get fired at the end of this year. Um, yeah, oh, like, look, it's a regular season in the NFL. Like, anything can happen unless the coach is, like, competent. But we've seen some coaches like that. Uh, Marvin Lewis is not that. Um, you know, it doesn't case to be made that he's not a championship coach. But it's like, a, like, a, like as a winning regular season coach, He's pretty much good for at least seven and nine to nine and seven 
every year with a few 10-win seasons mixed in. Uh, the Ravens didn't coach Marvin Lewis was solid. Um, they, they have everything it takes to come here and win that game. But, you know, I, I'll say this, man. Mahomes has really kind of changed the way I feel about some of the, like, the Andy Reid, like, November losses that were, or October losses that we're used to. You know what I mean? That's interesting. I don't know if this team is going to be that, 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 that streaky anymore. I don't. Because this guy's been pretty consistent. And even, even his interceptions are kind of like, ah, he was trying to make a play. He kind of made the play. He almost made it. You live with it, you know? There's nothing, like, really ugly. And there's no moments where you're like, ah, throw the ball downfield. Sling it. You know, it's nothing like that. Um, yeah, I, I think that there's a reasonable chance that she's winning this game. I'm just trying to caution people, I guess, just assuming that they're going to they're roll. Cincinnati's a decent – this is a quality football team. They're going to have to play well. Therese, one thing uh, on that point about Patrick Mahomes, the, the interception that he threw at the end of the first half – Mm. With how bad this, with how bad this defense is, and all that they are asking of him this season, yeah. if this team is yeah. going to do the unthinkable, he can't have rookie moments, greedy moments, selfish moments like he did to end the first half. Correct? No, no, I'm no like, like I mean, you can't expect him to be perfect, you know. Um, that wasn't greedy. That wasn't selfish. That was trying to make a play. That's the kid's DNA. He's trying to make a play to help you win. I, you know, I mean, it wasn't a perfect play. Obviously, you, you would have preferred something different. But, you know, from my point of view, if you start coaching the gunslinger out of the kid, you lose the gunslinger. And I'm just, I think we like the gunslinger, right? I think we like yeah, that part. Yeah, right? Right. Like you, I, I'm not touching I'm not one iota about the gunslinger gambler because he can make the throws other people can't. Um, you know, and as far as like that being like a greedy or something, no, 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 that's not that. You know, that, that that's that kid having confidence in his ability to make that throw. And more importantly, his teammates believe he could have made that throw. And I, I just don't, I don't think you go messing around with the gunslinger's mentality. Sometimes gunfighters get shot. But you live with that when you got the quickest draw in the West. Therese Paler Show presented by Bud Light, official beer sponsor of the Kansas City Chiefs. Coming up in eight minutes from right now, your chance to win $1,000 in the National Cash Contest. Uh, Therese, on the Yahoo Sports NFL podcast, you mentioned it, uh, but you got to explain to your listeners how John Gruden is running the Raiders like a Madden owner. <laughs> All right, well, we were talking about how, like, on Madden, when you take over a franchise, like, every team has, like, some good players. Like, you got a bunch of, like, 82-rated guys and 83-rated guys who you can win games with in Madden. But you end up – you don't re-sign them generally because they're not your guys. You want to replace them with free agents or guys you draft. That's, what, that's what's happening. There's no other excuse for trading Amari Cooper, like they're reportedly rumored to want to do. Amari Cooper's 24 years old, man. He's 24 years old. He's a solid, what, 84? Five, eighty. He's a good football player. Why would you trade this guy? If you're gonna get whoever gets him is gonna get a, prime, a receiver in his prime for the next four years. This is like not a guy you do that to. That's why we were saying, you know, he's making a Madden move and he's just recycling the rosters just because they're not his guys. Uh, and then Charles made the good joke about how, um, you know, they're actually doing the opposite in a way because instead of fleecing the computer for draft picks. Uh, the Raiders were the ones that got fleeced uh, for their right. best defensive player, a 99 rated, 
uh, guy in his prime. So, yeah, not a promising start for Oakland, in my opinion. Well, the Raiders are something that I probably shouldn't step my foot in too much tomorrow. Um, people will be able to take me out because I did feel at the beginning of the season this team was going to be the winners of the division. Um, so I, I, I'll step, I won't step too deep into this. Do you think Gruden's really going to and the Raiders are going to really make all of these moves to trade to possibly trade all of these potential first round picks? I mean, anything's possible. I didn't think that Mac was going to get traded, but I at least understood it a bit. But I like you think you think this is just talk or do you think this is something that could theoretically really happen? I think it could theoretically really happen. You already traded Khalil Mack. He's got a 10-year contract, dude. Like, (laughs) they're not just going to pay him, you know, $10 million a year, you know, for eight years. Like, no, he's going to be there as long as he wants, which means he's got the time to tear that thing down all the way, you know, all the way to to the bearings and build it back up how he sees fit. And the way you do that is by selling off your pieces um, or, or letting them walk and bringing in your guys. That means Derek Carr, right? That means mm-hmm. that he's going to be available probably. That means Cooper, try to get something for him. All those really? guys, man, they, they get, that's a whole roster full of 82s and 83s that aren't, that aren't John Gruden's guys. And at that point, it's going to be up to him to draft with. And the dirty little secret about Gruden is that his record with, like, drafting quarterbacks like isn't very great not great at all so you know they're they're gonna have they got their work cut out for them i thought when they, i thought when they when they hired gruden it was about trying to be good for two years and like you know just making this team better for the fans of oakland and silly me now they're they're gonna they're gonna silly or me started from the ground they're gonna build they're gonna build it from the ground up so it, it's a bad deal for raider fans like if you if you like football you should feel bad about what's happening to Raider fans. They're losing their team, and then they've decided to rebuild a perfectly acceptable 8-8 eight and eight or 9-7 and seven team that could be better with superior coaching. Like, it really stinks. We're live from Danny's Bar and Grill in KCK. We opened it up talking about Mahomes. Then we laughed at the Raiders. Now we got to talk about that defense. That and your chance to win $1,000 in the National Cash Contest coming up in two minutes. The Therese Paler Show, presented by Bud Light, official beer sponsor of the Kansas City Chiefs. All right, back at it, the Therese Paler Show, presented by Bud Light, official beer sponsor of the Kansas City Chiefs. We'll get to this defense and get to Sammy Watkins in just a moment, but first, here's your chance to win 1,000 on the 30s in the National Cash Contest. Here's what everyone should be doing right now. Pull your phone out. Text the word WANDER, W-A-N-D-E-R, WANDER, to 72881. That's WANDER to 72881, the only station in Kansas City that's giving you Chiefs talk and a chance to win 1,000 on the 30s. Weekdays from 7 to 7 is 610 Sports Radio. It pays to listen to the largest sports radio company in the world. Message and data rates may apply. Your next chance to win tomorrow morning, 730 with Fesco and Kling on Fesco in the morning. But again, one more time, that word, Wander, W-A-N-D-E-R to 72881. Therese, I promise you this next question has nothing to do with what Al Robert Wilson did with Brock Osweiler as his quarterback yesterday. <laughs> and that he is making 14 guaranteed, which is $2 million, uh, $2 million possibly less of what uh, 
the 16 that averages out for Sammy Watkins per year. None of this has anything to do with this. Now, I, I, I have been I have been big in the fact that I don't know that Sammy Watkins was worth that. I think he's really good. I think let me check. Mm-hmm. I think he is a good receiver, and but I just don't think you pay number two receivers top five money, and. You know, I, I listened to you. You told me in games like the Jags and this one, it would be huge for him because he's going one-on-one and he'll be able to just crush one-on-one coverage. And he has really probably been able to do that. Yesterday, man, I was a little disappointed. Two for 18, one carry for minus one yards where it seemed like coverage was swinging to Tyreek and coverage was swinging to Travis. I am I am really disappointed with that, uh, that performance yesterday from Sammy Watkins. Um. So, are you saying you'd rather have Albert Wilson? I'm not saying. No, I'm not saying. I'm not. Well, for the price, for the price, hell yeah, I'd rather have Albert Wilson. I don't know what the hell got in Albert Wilson with Brock Osweiler yesterday. I don't. I don't know. And that wasn't his first <laughs> I know, game. He was balling. He was yeah, balling. I, he was balling. For the yeah, for the price, but two for eighteen single coverage, man. I don't care if it's Stephon Gilmore. Like he should be able to beat that more consistently. I'm not into making excuses when you make that much money. Listen, I think that here's what I I think him and Mahomes have a ways to go as far as their chemistry. Patrick trusts Ty Hill. You know, he trusts Kelts, you know. Uh, but more than anything, he'll throw to the guy that's open. And at this point, I think those guys just have to, like, he's got to get, you know what I think is going to happen? I think, I think they need more together in the sense of, there's going to have to be some, like, gotta-have situations where, like, the open guy is Sammy, and, like, Pat has to throw there, and Sammy's got to come through for him. Like, I think they're still building their trust. Um, Sammy Watkins makes a lot of money, man. He does. And unless he's hurt, and, like, they're not, like, talking about it, which is always a possibility in the NFL, um, that happens a lot, guys. Um, you know, if he's healthy, yeah, I think that he's got to play pretty more production there. Uh, they're paying him to help the offense be great. So, like, as long as the offense is great and, like, rolling and putting up points, who cares? Like, they, they, they signed him so the offense could be generational. They put it one time last night. So, like, he kind of, like, doesn't matter. Like, the point is, like, you brought him in to, like, to help that offense be that. And I'm sure there's going to come a point this season when someone's like, yeah, we're taking away time and we're taking away Kelsey, you make Sammy Watkins beat us. And that's the point when you'll see if that money was worth it. Because, like, Sammy needs to toast number two corners or whoever he's got single coverage. Um, I guess, I guess you didn't see last night is that night. Huh? I, <laughs> you can't say Gilmore's not. He's like upper crust. But the point is, like, you still need more production. He'll tell you that, you know. Like, but you're only six weeks in. You still have ten more games to go. Um, I'd be shocked if, if, if his. I'd be shocked if his if his production continues at this rate. Like he will outperform his pace by the end of the season. And I want to get out though before Vern gets to the defense. I want to get out. I'm not saying that he's been horrible. And uh, he, you know, he had a good game against the Jags, like seventy yards. And uh, apparently, he's not one of the five best wide receivers in football. Well, hell no. But I mean, and, and, and nothing he's ever done has shown that. 
But, like, I, I'm not saying he's bad. I'm just saying, man, mm-hmm. you, Vern's about to get over to where you think some of that money could have went to. Vern's about to slide over to this defense where some of that money could have gone to, and he's making mm-hmm. 30-something guaranteed, and Albert Wilson's making 14. And- well, let's talk about that defense, Therese. Does the defense it. need to be addressed? Is it a mistake if this Chiefs organization stands pat? I would go for it. Oh, so, I love it. You know, I'd go for it. I'd, that, the quarterback is special. Like, I, you know, I'd go for it. I'd, I'd trade. No. I'd, ideally, I wouldn't have to give up a first, right? But, like, I'd trade, I'd trade a second round pick for somebody that can help you. That's, like, legit. That can help you do that. And if it's, like, Peterson, probably first. I mean, I, I think this team is, you know, I think you go for it. Like, the quarterbacks are I feel like if you can take, like, imagine how some of these games change if you got Peterson and, like, you get Patrick Peterson, take three, knock yourself out. Now, you got Fuller on boy. You got Nelson on John Rawls. Like, you can't do that matchup, man. And, like, let's not forget what number one corner does. That means he doesn't – means that you can devote to help out against the run. You know, your your weak run defense, you can slide the covers to the other one. And I've seen a lot of people talk about they don't need a corner, they need safety help. But an elite <laughs> corner helps everybody. It helps everybody. So I don't play around. Like, I, I like this team. I'm a, I'd be aggressive. I'd go for it. Like, I want to love the move for Earl. And if you agree with the move for Earl, I don't know why you wouldn't, like, actively, like, seek upgrades elsewhere. Because, like, the windows in the NFL are short. Like, you don't know how long Patrick Mahomes will stay healthy, God forbid. Like, you just don't know. The NFL is weird like that, man. The NFL is like that. Kelsey will be 30 before you know it. You know, Watkins is on a two-year deal. Like, you have to, you're going to have to pay Pat before you know it. You're going to have to reinvest in the offensive line with premium picks before you know it. The team is in a position where it could do some special things this year. And let's remember, remember one more thing, by the way. Things change in the NFL when the players have eight months for therapy. But they on what There's no guarantee this, you know, greatest show on turf face to continue next year, even though I think it will um, to a certain degree. Because I think Mahomes is – I think you only get one chance to blitz everybody and take the lead by storm. And that's it right now for the Chiefs. So if they're healthy by the deadline still and everything is still rolling – Go get it. Uh, I, I love it. I think it's a loser mentality if you came out of that game yesterday and you said, you know what? If we just had our guys healthy, we'd have won that game. Nah, man, that's Brady and that's Belichick. Yes. If we'd have just had Justin Houston, we'd have just had LDT, if we'd have just had Eric Berry, who Wait. no one knows what Eric Berry's going to look like when he gets back. All right. I mean, this is, this people, is a guy who's 30. Are there like, yes. <laughs> Are Come on, I'm just saying that, that – yes. That are there people saying that they don't want to, like, add, like, help to the defense like that, though? Are there people who really wouldn't give up a second or a first from Peterson or someone of that ill? Yes. I don't – I mean, I haven't heard that. I haven't heard someone so hell you haven't. say – to Peter, oh, wait, 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 okay, Twitter. I mean, you can find someone on Twitter to say no to anything or yes to anything. But I haven't heard a consensus or at least a 
vocal minority saying no thanks on Patrick Peterson because this isn't like an Earl Thomas where it's and you have to sign him long term. No, you got a great deal right out of the gate with Patrick Peterson. Yeah, but but we have yeah, heard absolutely. a lot, Therese. We have heard a lot like one player is not going to change this defense. So why True. do it with the True. package that you have to give True. me? And I'd say you saw you saw the team you gotta beat. And maybe if Peterson's there, maybe instead of forty three it's thirty three. And with this offense that might be enough. Just get me to the Super Bowl. Man. I ain't never seen that in my life. Man, Just people, get me there. People talk one player is not going to do I mean, one elite player could. Khalil Mack's one year younger than Patrick Peterson. <laughs> and by the way, what are teams doing now more than ever? Throwing what is Patrick Peterson best at? Covering receivers. Like, I, right. you know, I, I, I think that. What I think is interesting about today's and if I'm on this a little bit, like I think that the rule changes being so heavily tilted toward the offense, it makes like great quarterbacks even greater, but it ain't really helping like average quarterbacks or bad quarterbacks. Like you still stink. You stink. You get what I'm saying? I think it's really interesting that like bad or like weeks, man. Like Brock Osweiler, like he stunk. On Sunday, like you're like, I know they still won, but like he wasn't throwing the ball more than 15 yards downfield. It was still pretty ugly, you know. Um, and I guess I bring that up to say, you know, if you're gonna stop like the, I tell you this, if you get Justin Houston and he's healthy for the playoffs, Eric Berry comes back, D Ford on the contract year. Um, and Patrick Peterson or whoever, like whoever. Like, but if you add help to the defense, that's enough. That's enough to get enough stops for this offense that's incredibly difficult to stop. Your chance to take on Therese. Coming up next, text in your questions now. Text line 69306. Uh, shoot us a tweet at 610 Sports KC. The Therese Paler Show, live from Danny's Bar and Grill in KCK continues after this the therese paler show presented by bud light official beer sponsor of the kansas city chiefs final segment of the therese paler show live from danny's bar and grill in kck presented by bud light official beer sponsor of the kansas city chiefs and Chiefs fans, we got you covered all night long because coming up at 7 o'clock, just 13 minutes from right now, the debut of Bink at Night. Jay Binkley right. has you covered from nice. 7 to 9 and then 6 to 9 each and every weeknight right here on your football station, 610 Sports Radio. First question comes from here at Danny's Bar and Grill. Therese, what linebackers are available that would make sense for this Chiefs team to bring in? You mean at this point right now? I mean, I mean right. look, uh, everybody's looking for, like, defensive help. So, like, as far as, like, you know, signing somebody, I, you know, that's not going to happen. Maybe trade-wise, maybe the, maybe the Reddit kid from Arizona could help. Um, mm. You know, I, I love taking, like, risks and chances on, like, former first-round picks because, like, the talent's there. Sometimes just the scheme doesn't work or, you know, they just need to change the scenery. Like, one thing I remember about Reddick is that, you know, this is not the this is not the coach who drafted him and, like, 
Steve Wilkes has a very – he has his own defensive scheme, and it ain't what he, what Reddick was drafted to do. You know what I mean? Um, you know, I, I think that's somebody that you could bring in. You'd be on his rookie deal, deal still. Um, you know, remember the Chiefs have shown interest in, you know, high bust before. You know, Cam Irving has developed into a decent starter. Um you know, Reggie Raglan, they took a chance on him too. You know, I mean, off the top of my head, like somebody like that, you know, um, take a look at the Raiders. It sounds like they, they're trying to tear this thing down, <laughs> you know, you know, see what the Raiders got, you know, um, you know, but, but off the top of my head, I, I would be looking like for that kind of profile, like a, a, a first, former first or second round pick that's fallen out of favor or someone on the Raiders defense, um, because they appear to be trying to sell it off. All right, TP, this is an interesting one right here from the 816. Mm-hmm. Um, Therese, do you think the defense would be as suspect or would you have more confidence if John Dorsey were running things? No, I mean, <laughs> uh, that's, a, that's a really interesting question, but no. Like, as good as John was at, like, drafting, um, which he was, John was – John's always going to have Ty Hill, you know. He's going to – Ty Hill, you know, that was Dorse. And he believed in the kid, and that guy's a star, right? Um, he can draft. But, you know, the cap was an issue, like it was. And, like, some of his, some of his draft, some of his free agent picks didn't pan out either. I, I think – I mean, I think, like, Veach has been aggressive. I think he's in lockstep with Andy. I think they got a clear vision about what they want to accomplish – I think Andy trusts him. You know, I, I think that – I think they've got a vision, right? And, you know, second-guessing Veach, you know, they're 5-1. and one. You know, he was the first one to really be in on Mahomes. Like, I, I think that that's an interesting question. But, like, if I'm a Chiefs fan, man, like, I'm good with where I'm at right now. Like, I mm. I think you guys I, – I think Veach's plan is – I think, I think his plan is, like, working. Let's just see what he does this offseason. Because I've been consistent. You guys tell me if I'm wrong. But I've been consistent that they always saw, like, turning over this defense to be, like, a two-year thing. You'll see the right. second half of it this offseason. They're going to go defense again. The defense will be stronger next year. Draft picks. Another free agency. They got over $40 million to spend. They're going to they're gonna fix the defense this offseason. Question number two from Danny's Bar and Grill out here in KCK. Therese, how long until the uh, Chiefs offensive line comes back down to earth with all these injuries? You know what's interesting? Like, Mahomes makes it so, like, it kind of doesn't – it almost doesn't matter. He, like, slips away from pressure, and it discourages the guys who rush him because <laughs> he's just always running away from him and just getting it off in the nick of time. Um, it's just different now, man. Like, we're not, like, nitpicking, you know, guys who don't hold their blocks long enough. It's just when you got a quarterback that's, just, that's the ultimate eraser, it makes up for everything. So the, the offensive line is going to take a step back. Like, they're going to miss Tardif. They're going to miss Mitch Morris if he's out for a while with the concussion. Uh, but, you know, they just need those guys to kind of hang tough until December and January rolls around. I'm really interested in this. This is from the 402 because, Therese, you told us how much you loved 1993 football last week repeatedly. Yeah. Like it was something that was up again. Like, here you go. But do you – what was your thoughts on the whole Breland Speaks play? Oh, man. It was disgusting. 
Not, not about Breland. Breland, you know, God love that kid. He's got a like, – it's a sad day in football when men have to worry about that, you know. Like, these are defenders that don't get to touch the quarterback much. Like, he should have been thinking about punishing Tom Brady. Like, that's all he should have been thinking about. But instead, he got to sit up here and worry about hitting them after the ball's out because if he does, it's going to be 15 yards or whatever. I know the situation wouldn't have been 15 yards, but you get what I'm saying. It's an indication of how far the rules have swung toward the offensive side. And, you know, I don't think that they have to do that. I don't. Like, you know, 98 football is great. 2008 football was perfect. Like, I, I like that. You know, offenses were still pretty dynamic, you know. What was it, 2011 Stafford threw for 5,000 yards, you know. But, but defenses had a fighting chance then. You know what I mean? I, I think they just need to, they need to dial it back toward the middle a little bit, you know. Uh, yeah, I, when you have defensive guys and they can't, they can't like focus on doing their job correctly. That's a problem. Like football is a beautiful game, like, but it's beautiful because of all the aspects: running, rushing the passer, passing, all that. All of it makes it great. And when you just make it so pass centric, you limit like the aesthetic beauty of the game. All right, let's get the weekly Eric Berry question out of the way, uh-huh. Therese. Any reason for hope that 29 plays anytime soon? I mean, I think he'll – I think I said the last week, I think he'll come back around the end of the season. You know, so I think, I'm thinking like December or something. You know, it's a pain management thing. You know, it's the kind of deal where, like, they want to – if he wants to make sure that he's at as, as close to full strength as he can be, he lets it keep healing. And he starts playing when they really, really need him. So, yeah, I think he'll play this year. But I, I think that, you know, even the Chiefs are calling it day-to-day, I don't think it's happening, you know. This is just me. I don't think it's happening this month. I think more towards the end of the season. Quickly, a personal one. You still cool with uh, Andy Reid chilling on the bench during the last two or three minutes of the game when the uh, the game's on the line, but he's going over an offensive game plan with Patrick Mahomes and the rest while Brady is on the field against, as you said last week, leaving it to Bob. <laughs> well, I mean, but, but, I mean, Ryan, you didn't think Bob had it? I mean, look, man. I, I mean, <laughs> I'm not taking the bait. Bob got it. You like, Bob got it. <laughs> come on. Come on, Therese. Tell me you Bob have a problem with your head coach sitting on the sideline when the damn game's on the line, two minutes left, and now he walks over to Bob, and Bob's put in some guy named Shaw to cover the best tight end we've ever seen. I'm sorry, Tony Gonzalez. Yeah, but Rob Gronkowski's the bad. best tight end I've ever seen. It's some, guy, some kid named Shaw while he's sitting over on the bench going over an offensive game plan when the game is on the field. Here's the thing. Like, Andy Reid wouldn't have been telling Bob Sutton what to call. He wouldn't have been telling him to make an adjustment on substitutions. Like that would have been happening whether he was watching or not, man, because he's an offensive coach. So, I mean, I get, like, I get the point. Like, I get what you say. You'd rather have like the guy staring icily on the field, calculating everything, kind of like you think Belichick does. I get it. But like, this is like that's like a, this is like, I don't think this is like a a major thing. I think this is a micro thing. And like, you're just mad because like the defense stinks. But the defense stinks because like. You know, the scheme is, isn't aggressive, which is what you want to see. And because, like, the talent's just out there right now. Like, it's just, you know, these guys got to play better. And they need to develop all those young guys that they've been drafting and that, they, that they've that they taken over the years. Like, those guys need to get developed. So, I get it. But that's more of, like, a 
You know, they, the defense stinks because the defense stinks. They're just not good enough. You know, whether Andy is watching it unfold or not, that, that that's not going to change anything. Make sure you stay plugged in. The Yahoo Sports senior NFL writer, host of the Yahoo Sports NFL podcast. Follow him on Twitter, at Therese Paler. Uh, Therese, enjoy the uh, Miami weather. Uh, we'll be waiting for you back home. Yeah, enjoy it. Be, yeah. I'm a little upset be, that the head coach uh, you guys the hell with uh, with defense. I'm a little upset about this that. It's your fault, Therese. You got them all worked up. on defense. Yeah, I'm a little you upset. You know you did this. Wow, you know what you were it. doing. Bob, got it. <laughs> yeah, the head coach. It. Yeah, you, you know what the hell with defense. Yeah, it's not like he's leaving it to Belichick. He's leaving it to Bob Sutton. Yeah, leave it to oh, Bel- Yeah, leave it. it to Bob Sutton. This guy's got a track record. It's not like Saban is it. the D coordinator over there, Therese. Therese, thank you very much. We'll talk to you next Monday. I'm sorry, bro. I'm sorry. I love you. <laughs> <laughs> You're damn right. You're sorry. Jay Binkley is coming up next. The debut of Bink at Night. Chiefs fans, you already know you don't go anywhere. Jay Binkley next on your football station, 610 Sports Radio. This has been the Therese Paler Show, presented by Bud Light, official beer sponsor of the Kansas City Chiefs on 610 Sports Radio.